Welcome back to Dairy Public Radio. Reporting from the basement of the Dairy Civic Center, this is Sam Alexander with the news. In health news, the post-apocalypse serial killer isn't what any of us thought it would be. According to recent statistics, roads have become the leading cause of death and injury in the new world. Walk with caution, everyone. You're listening to Dairy Public Radio. This is Dairy Public Radio. Welcome back to Dairy Public Radio, a bi-weekly Stephen King Book Club podcast. I'm one of your hosts, C.M. Alexander, alongside Joshua Kahn. Hey, everybody. And Benjamin Graham. Hey, Constant Raiders. And today, we are back with another episode of The Sit, where we watch and discuss the latest episode of The Stand, and we have Josh leading our discussion. All right, we are, we're coming towards the end of the journey. Episode 7, The Walk. And boy, is there some walking. We haven't had this much walking since The Long Walk. So I hope you're all ready to hear. And then they walked. There, there is some real Lord of the Rings energy in this episode. <laughs> so we start things off. Uh, ben, two weeks in a row, opening with trash. It is. This show is simultaneously giving me not nearly enough and really too much <laughs> with the trash can man. I still love the f- just absolutely fucking feral performance Mm -hmm. but i i mean i'm just reiterating points from last week it's hampered a little by not having his origin this trash can man from just what we've been given in the show is just a wild animal person he's not a human and that takes away from his how compelling the character is because he should be a tragic character, and this, he's barely a character. He's a weird dog. He's, he's a man. wild means to an end. Yeah. Who also is inexplicably versed enough that he can weld a nuclear warhead well, out I, of... Uh, <laughs> what, what? Yeah, it he, seemed very technical. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he was separating the warhead from the rest of the missile. Everybody's got to be good at something. Right. And I think it's because Trash Can Man is an artist. He (laughs) He has all the tools to ply his trade. He knows what to do. I just love that when he pulls it out and he, first he hugs it. And then while it's still hanging over the abyss, throws both of his legs over it. I was like, that's a terrible idea. He climbs that thing like a tree. Yeah. (laughs) And the the way they set it up, it's just this one quick scene we get with him. But the way they set up with the Geiger counter going off mm-hmm. and like how he's we know he's getting this like mm-hmm. lethal dose of radiation. I feel like by the time we next see Trash Can Man, the performance is going to get wilder. Oh, I bet. along with the prosthetics. How can it? How can you <laughs> go from 100 to 100? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are going to find out because I bet he is going to be disgusting when we see him next. And I cannot wait. Like end of robocop like yeah Uh, next we get to see the the end of last episode again with harold and nadine uh but now we stick with them after the explosion and harold lays into nadine in a way i was not expecting 
She gets him back though. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's a he's like he's going to give me someone that makes you look like a sack of moldy potatoes and I was just thinking not possible. <laughs> <laughs> right? I was like what do you think? Who do you think you're going to get, Harold? <laughs> like but still, uh, the guy that plays Harold, I really should learn this actor's name. Owen Teague. Absolute MVP of the series. He puts it on a fucking workshop in this episode. Just the delivery at the beginning of him delivering, uh, my name is Harold Emery Lauder, and I do this of my own free will, mm-hmm. directly to the camera is chilling. Yeah. You believe him. For sure. And I'm, I'm so excited we got the crash in all its glory. I was, did you guys have any concerns about if we were going to, you know, get it? Because if I remember right in the book, we get it. The basically the postscript of it that we don't see it happen. We just follow them as it happens. Yeah, we no, we mm-hmm. we because or was that in the miniseries? No, we see oh, in the miniseries. <laughs> the miniseries, you see him fly, and it's hilarious. Amazing. Oh, that's right. <laughs> no, in the in the book, I believe it's implied that he hits an oil spill. Yes, that shouldn't have been there mm-hmm. or wasn't there a second before. We get there. There's something where the dark man, the walking dude, is behind it. Right. Yeah. And Nadine knows about it, but in this, mm-hmm. it's it's implied that she is actually behind it because she speeds up and then gets causes him to go faster, which I thought was brilliant because it creates this tension in the scene. Because especially if you know what's about to happen, mm-hmm. and I feel like the reason the original series that scene was hilarious, even though it was an amazing stunt and well mm-hmm. done. There wasn't any tension because it's just, oh, boom, it happened. And this, you're like, oh, dude, no, it's going to happen. Don't do it. This episode made my hands sweaty. (laughs) This uh, this episode had so many of those moments where we all knew exactly what was going to happen. And it still made us tense, which I think is great storytelling. But man, the moment that U-turn sign shows up mm-hmm. and Nadine hits the bricks, <laughs> just like strap in, guys. That crash is so fucking cool. I was at first hesitant because I, I was, you know, this is an iconic scene. Uh, Harold's death is still one of the moments in this book that has stuck with me since the first time I read it. It it's so it's it's just iconic, and I was expecting that moment where flag steps in and it's him dispatching of Harold. Mm-hmm. And at first when that didn't happen, I was like, well, I just want flag to have more shit to do. <laughs> I just want him to do more crazy magic shit. He has, they've taken away so many. We didn't get to see him turning into a, like bunch of feathers needing a guy. I want that moment. <laughs> yeah, that's I, pretty great. I wanted him to like Harold to look up and have Flag just standing in the middle of the road or something. Mm-hmm. And we didn't get that. And I was like, oh come on. But I agree that giving Nadine this agency that it was her because mm-hmm. she even when she finally meets up with Flag is like, oh yeah, by the way, he didn't well, as it. though Flag doesn't <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah, she's like. I took care of this. And he's like, good girl. (laughs) But giving her that agency is, I do like that change a lot. Mm -hmm. Let's stick with the, the Herald moments. Cause you know, about halfway through, we, we drop off of this Uh, later when it cuts back to him and he's still alive 
and laying in this he's been impaled through the clavicle by a tree his legs broke and then his he legs just starts to write broke his leg is not a way that legs are <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this is also one of those things it's like it's it's a show they ignore mm-hmm. it ben but it it did bother me that he lands in this like gnarled tree that impales him through the chest and literally immediately just spits out so much blood. It is massively unpleasant. But I saw that and I'm like, oh, he's dead. That's, that's, it made me laugh because he immediately yells, Nadine, get my rope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, how do you think rope is going to solve this situation? He's in here? shock. But uh, yeah, having this giant, chunk of tree literally right through his <laughs> chest i was like how much time has passed i'm sorry <laughs> so this, dead. it's it's super easy for me to be into this being like a, a horror lover of mm. all types of movies none of hardly ever does the level of gore make sense but i <laughs> love it when it's like blood just spewing from everywhere it's like yeah. nah, that's so unrealistic so i felt like this doesn't make sense, but they probably wanted it to look cool. Oh, it's <laughs> it obviously cool. forgivable, but yeah. <laughs> it, I was just like, he's he's dead in he's half an way, hour. He's Come way on. dead. Uh, well, he has time to. Maybe it's eating a payday that slows the bleeding down. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> that's what I want when I'm choking on my own blood. Peanuts, just <laughs> something real salty. Something really salty and dry. Yeah, that really helps. Panday, panday. Nope, what are you doing there. right now? <laughs> no, hold on. What? I I thought I could cleverly combine Band-Aid and Payday, but right out of the gate, it, it fell apart. I just heard, like, I thought you were trying to say pan. I, my mind immediately went to, why are you saying Panda Express so wrong? I don't know why you would be saying that. I also <laughs> heard Panda. That's, that's what mixed. came out. Yeah. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Payday. More like a pain day. Oh, there, that's how you do it. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> that's, that's why I make the big bucks. Uh, and then we have him writing his final thoughts. And then he puts the gun in his mouth and goes. That was wild. Did I check out for his final thoughts when we finally hear them as read by Leary? Or was he still kind of a dick? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. But that's Harold. But I, feel, <laughs> I feel like there was a little more uh, remorse and genuineness in the book. What the, the way he is in the series makes more sense with his character, the way he's mm-hmm. been. So it, it tracks, but... I'd have to go back and read the book, but I swear that was almost word for word. Because he, he tells the story of the kids when he grew up, they would jump into this watering hole or mm-hmm. whatever. And he could never bring himself to jump. And if he, maybe he could have, maybe he wouldn't be where he is right now. And he apologizes. And I, I don't know. The guy's delivery killed me. Killed me. I thought it was fucking perfect. I don't know why, but he his delivery made me feel like he was being apologetic the way Harold would be apologetic and not (laughs) not truly remorseful which I got in the others and I'm not complaining it's just I thought that was interesting I I felt true remorse Mm -hmm. it's just it 
when you're a person like Harold, like true remorse is still tainted. <laughs> he's still not a good person. Right. But he's trying, you know? And that's why it felt so... He's still trying to, like, keep and save face. That's mm -hmm. what I felt in this. Because he's. it's still so, like perfunctory and like i now take this na I, a name i could not take in boulder which i now try take freely is such a herald way of talking it's like people don't <laughs> yeah. talk like that but even in this like lowest moment he's trying to uh come across as this person he's not really but wishes so badly he could be yeah like hey guys it's okay you accepted me and now i accept me it's like and no dude you suck you, fuck no, you, we yeah. all hate the, you. The, i just thought his delivery oh, of yeah. this it killed me and i loved that it was larry that has this yes. moment with him because they have okay that that's the biggest thing about this episode that mm -hmm. i dig because it bothered us when it seemed like Stu had this weird connection with Harold, he knows when he dies, when he shoots mm -hmm. himself. And it's like, no, where did that come from? They never had a thing. Making it Larry was so good. Yeah, they, they, I was all about it even before they like explicitly had him say why he was doing it. Mm -hmm. But Larry's the one that goes over the wall to go down and see Harold and everyone else is like, fuck that guy. And Larry comes right out and says, well, I followed this guy across the country and he did something really bad, but he got me to Boulder and I'm going to do this. Despite how um, terrifying the makeup and dummy is, it's so cool. <laughs> yeah. The Vultures ate his face. Yeah, um, they did. Yeah. It was a great end to that character. And in this episode, we also get a lot of Larry being pushed into that leadership, leadership role mm -hmm. and fully c completing his growth. And this was a big moment for him. Everybody's saying, don't do this. And he's like, no, I have to do this because this is the right thing right now. So going back a little bit, we have the aftermath of the explosion. Everybody is getting checked out and Mother Abigail awakens and calls everybody to her room just like we get in the book and she says the same thing you know take nothing but the clothes on your back and your weed pen <laughs> and go toward the walk to vegas boy howdy do they walk that walking montage was half the episode <laughs> right it definitely felt that way and it it started out like a, it very picturesque mm -hmm. uh like I said, it's basically just the fellowship walking <laughs> through New Zealand, but in the American Southwest. Mm -hmm. But yeah, went on a little too long. And also, the weird CGI skeleton. Yeah, that was an odd choice. What do you guys think of that? I didn't like that. It wasn't necessary, but I, I didn't have a problem with the long walk. It, it didn't feel long. I mean, it, it yeah. felt... <laughs> Obviously, it was long and they conveyed that, but they didn't convey it by boring me to death. Yeah. yeah. I thought they had enough, you know, character conversation back and forth. And then they cut to different things enough that I was, I was into it. That was fun that we cut back and forth and we just got kind of snippets of their kind of mundane conversation and just passing the time. No, those parts I loved. Mm -hmm. The the parts of that actually I'm strictly talking about 
the walking montage. The Radiohead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm just I, I'm not the biggest Radiohead head, <laughs> but uh, no, I I loved just them walking around and shooting the shit because mm-hmm. you actually get the chemistry between I, I think these four actors who it, we haven't gotten. It's so much of this is just plot. We got to get all this fucking plot in this. We haven't a lot had a lot of one-on-one or like group bonding time. Yeah. And I love that. Here's what kept me engaged and distracted from the montage while I was watching the montage. I fucking love that there's a woman in this group. Yeah. In the final group because I can relate to a woman and it's so fun to see someone, you know, that kind of represents me in this group now. So I don't know. I guess I just had a different like I was like, ooh yeah. I, I also love Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Ralph was just like, why is Ralph here? <laughs> <laughs> um, he was just like a just weird med- Midwestern dad <laughs> who for some reason got chosen to go along. But Ray just seems like she we've seen her that she's been in a position of power in Boulder that she's competent and she gets work done. It's almost like she wasn't necessarily one of the original group, mm-hmm. but her own perseverance and her own initiative, mm-hmm. she took over things that she could take over and was useful. And now she is part of this final journey. Did you guys check out the, it's so cliche, but I love it every time. The We now know what the ending of this series is going to be because that photo every story that is like hey let's get a photo together you know that is the last time that group of people is together that it's such a trope and i love it but i had now i have this image that the last we're gonna hang on the last shot of uh fran tacking that photo up on something I can definitely yeah. see yeah. that. Which reminds me we should get a photo after this. Oh, no! <laughs> no! Um, this is, we're jumping all over the place. Yeah. But I did have to mention, there's this brief scene as they're heading out of Boulder where they all gather for uh, a Polaroid. And um, we have a very short moment between Larry and Joe. 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 Why did I want to call him Leo? Because they call him Leo in the book before they know his name is Joe. Anyway, there's a very short moment between Larry and Joe. That whole part doesn't work for me. No? No. Their interaction as Larry is leaving, Larry behaves towards Joe like an uncle who is meeting his nephew for like the third time. (laughs) He is like, okay, here's my guitar, big guy. Uh, See you later. It is not the like familial bond. You do not get the, I mean, Joe didn't have that with Nadine. They called her Nadine mom, but like Mm -hmm. there's nothing there that it doesn't work for me. I'm just glad that relationship existed as opposed to ignoring it. And he, it's different too, I think, because he didn't live, he didn't live with Larry. He lived with Nadine. Mm -hmm. So they didn't really have that relationship. But yeah, I see, I see what you're saying. Let's, uh, let's get into Nadine and Flag. I'm so confused (laughs) because 
And Nadine's on her bike and she sees something in the the distance in the desert and she stops and it's him. And I really like what they did in this scene because she's walking through and there are like rose petals and a f- part of a floor that shouldn't be in the desert. And then it's like she's in Vegas in his penthouse. But then there's still it's like switching back and forth like he's creating an illusion for her. Because at first I thought, oh, did he just like warp her there somehow? <laughs> No, that was cool. When the first time she looks down at her feet and sees that it's in the the mm-hmm. sand and he's like, nope, stay with me. That was her cool. back. Yeah. And so they have a love scene. And at first you're like, this is it. At first it starts and you think to yourself, do I need to ask Sam if I should leave the room? Yeah, I thought you, the same thing. Uh, you should have left the <laughs> room. Should. No, but we, I could, you knew Alexander Skarsgård's butt. Thank you, CBS. <laughs> um, but then, following that, he turns into not the fun, hilarious, cartoonish guy we all loved from the original miniseries, but a disgusting, dirty, demon humanoid something. It turns into a weird mud man. It's so gross. He looked like a, like a fire like he'd been burnt to a crisp and that's the the impression it I reminded got. me of constantine but if yeah. they were more meaty more See, meaty it, it gave me uh dark souls dark souls aesthetic sure yeah <laughs> but uh i gotta say flag's true form way better way better than the original <laughs> miniseries i'm gonna go ahead and say it if if only he had still been wearing like a fringe denim jacket <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing denim but he makes it look so con- good. He's, it, the condom is it's, denim. It, the condom is <laughs> denim? Josh, that's the worst one. <laughs> Tried to sneak that past us. <laughs> we now come to the scene that I'm sure we all immediately remembered in full the second we saw the split in the road. That was a great visual representation. That is exactly how I pictured it in the book. I disagree. Oh. <laughs> I could not help see this as anything other than a set mm. because the it's it's a you know two sides of the highway with this steep rocky gorge in the middle but every time they're crawling they're like climbing down it is so clearly designed <laughs> to be easy for the actors to climb up and down that it was distracting for me. <laughs> You didn't like the well-worn path? <laughs> yeah, it was like, obviously, it's especially noticeable when Kojak runs down. But it's that's how it is like in the book, too. a series of steps. When he does it in the book, Kojak does it way faster than all of them and calls him a show-off. Well, yes, but you can't see it. That's true. It is, <laughs> that it obviously looks like the fucking aggro crack. Right. Like, a group of children could race up that thing. <laughs> Hitting all the actuators. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, 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 I'm being critical because obviously I couldn't fucking do it, but I, I don't know. Well, I found it distracting. But if that's like the criticism of the episode, hot damn. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I just love like they took those moments to add in uh, little character moments, like right before he gets to the top. 
and Glenn falls on him. He's like, kiss my ass. And then he falls and he's like, oh, I think I just did. <laughs> that was great. And it's just like, just those oh. little bits are so much fun. Can we talk about their goodbye? Uh, oh, the entire series, the two actors, the two characters with the most chemistry. Yes. Uh, in the entire series. Yeah. Yep. Stu and Glenn. Stu and Glenn. Yeah. What did you, before we get to that goodbye, what did you think of Stu's fall? It hurt. <laughs> I'll give him that. They made, they made up for the steps with his fall. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, brutal. The Any limb-breaking special effects, Ugh. so effective. Mm-hmm. And when they do it like this, visceral. Oh, he just watched him come down on that leg. Yeah. yeah. And then having Larry, when he has, has Larry pull it. Oh, God, that's brutal. It, that really made... My hands are still sweaty just <laughs> thinking about it. All right, let, uh, let's get into the goodbyes. How did you feel about all of the goodbyes? Stu and Glenn's goodbye was so great that I don't give a shit about any of the rest <laughs> of that scene. Because they Stu takes Larry through this whole, like, you're the leader now, and I want you to repeat some Bible verse after me. <laughs> and Larry does it half-heartedly. He's like, no, mean it. And he finally means it. Fine. But... They go to leave, and Glenn gives Stu his you know packet of pills, and he's like, "Take one every twelve hours. Stay ahead of the pain." Also, um, you know, if you decide to take like four, probably would would be pretty powerful if you get my drift. And he's like, "Yeah, I get your drift." And then he said, "What does he say?" He says it's uh he, like the very serious like manly goodbye. Just like puts his hand on his shoulder and is like. It's been a pleasure getting to know you. And it's so touching. Mm-hmm. And Stu, just deadpan, I wish I could stay, say the same. <laughs> and it is such a dude goodbye. Yeah. But you, and you don't think, like, you think like, that's the end of this and it was perfect. And then Glenn says, yeah, I, I didn't really mean it. I, and it's like, it's oh, like, you got me three times. I didn't mean it when I said it. It, it is yeah. such a, like... There's a special kind of razzing just the boys can do to each other. Mm-hmm. And it's so touching. And I I love it. It made me go, oh, they're best friends. James Marsden and Greg Kinnear need to be in movies together. Yes. We jump back and we have Nadine walking through the desert with all light hair. Not something I thought we were going to get, but I have to say, pleasantly surprised. I I liked her look. Well, I, I should amend. I liked the look she thinks she has. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's an important distinction. Very important. It, should we just talk about that yeah. reveal? Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously we, just like in the book, our, our friends get picked up by bombastic Lloyd with the loudest shirt in the world. That shirt of all the shirts he's had, I, that's the one I want the most. I'm surprised that they didn't see him coming from <laughs> miles away. And they get there and we're with the flags in the penthouse. The flags! And <laughs> Flag tells Nadine to go to go greet our guests. And she, we don't see her right away. We just see the back of her. And she walks down the hall. And Ratwoman and some other guy are following behind her. And they have this look on their face that made me think when we saw her face, it's going to be messed up. And we see her reflection in the elevator. And she looks beautiful, of course. Yeah, it's like this... Like old uh, Hollywood. Old, yes, that's exactly yes. what I was going to say. Old Hollywood pristine white mm-hmm. dress. White and hair, red lipstick. Like smiling and happy and floating. And I kept going, this isn't 
right. But they tricked me with the elevator because she mm-hmm. was looking at her reflection like, oh, she looks hot. Like, yeah. why are they giving her funny looks? And we we get to the lobby and our friends are looking at her approaching them. And they also are like, what the fuck? And we see her and she looks like a 12 month pregnant zombie woman. She's gray. Yeah, her skin's yeah. like grayed out. Skin is like all sallow, and it was weird because I did notice it was like her wig looks different. Like it was nice curls in the elevator, and now it's just sort of crimped. So she, yeah, she went from curls to crimp, and that's what you look like. <laughs> and then you see her stomach moving underneath Ooh, her dress. Yeah. Oh, you at this point, I don't know that you can hate Nadine. I don't know. Am I wrong? Ooh, yeah, I think you can still hate Nadine <laughs> until next episode. Right now, because she's still really in in the thrall of Flag and enjoying it. Well, I don't know how capable she is of enjoying it anymore. That's true. She, oh, the seems, car scene. What's that? The car scene. Well, see that, but how much of that was insanity? Because I don't. She didn't look like that when she got in that car. That's I guarantee. True. Well, I guess I'm just thinking of. So we're, what we're talking about is they're in the car driving to Vegas after mm. he makes sweet love to her, and she she has like a cramp in her stomach, mm-hmm. and she's pained after she was just looking euphoric, and you see there's like this carving in her leg. Yeah, yeah, but she's still the way she's acting. Is she has like her hand out the window doing the she's fluttery high. hand she's thing? She's high as balls. <laughs> That's exactly. It's, I don't think any of that was what was actually happening. No, oh, that no, was no, her escaping. Yeah, that was her this in is, denial. I think Nadine is already gone. Yeah, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't really. Yeah, I don't know. So of everything that is left in the story. What is something you hope we get that's really cool in this next episode? I hope we get a better end for Larry and Glenn. I hope that Julie Lowry's death is as hilarious in the fir- <laughs> as in the first miniseries. Yeah. Which, <laughs> which is going to be impossible because fucking go look that up on YouTube again. It's it is the hysterical. Thing. I really want to see Larry get his comeuppance. Or not Larry, Lloyd. I was, I was like, sorry. Wow, Jeez. harboring some hatred for yeah. Larry we didn't know about. As, as Joe sneaks up on him in the middle of the night. No, <laughs> Lloyd, like, because he's, the the big difference having, you know, the cool, calm, collected, uh, in charge Lloyd versus the Lloyd we're getting in the series where he's just a, a manic wiener boy. Mm-hmm. I really, I can I can feel like he's going to get a death that makes us all be like, yay. And I feel like that's yeah. going to be really cool. I feel like he's going to get the original Julie Laurie death. Yeah, you just, I can feel that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I have a real one though. Yeah. Something that, uh, I missed in this episode is flag falling apart. By mm-hmm. this point in the story, flag has begun losing confidence in himself and has started going like over the edge yeah. crazy like he can't float as high and, and stuff. he's still just fucking alexander scars guard <laughs> he's just still a cool hot dude it's not a problem <laughs> <laughs> but i, I want to see yeah. him realizing things are like mm-hmm. are going south yeah i want to have time to appreciate that before the nuke 
Yeah. That is it for this episode of Dairy Public Radio. As always, thank you for listening. Join us next time where we cover the next episode of The Stand. For Joshua Khan and Benjamin Graham, I'm CM Alexander reminding you, there's no way but forward. Hey everyone, CM Alexander here. Thank you for listening to The Sit, Episode 7. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, please follow us on social media at Dairy Public Radio or send us an email at dairypublicradio at gmail.com. We've been working really hard to get you weekly episodes covering the stand while still doing our normal stuff too. If you're enjoying these extra episodes and you haven't already, please take a moment to rate and review us on iTunes so other people can find us too. We sincerely appreciate it. We hope you enjoy these outtakes. For Joshua Kahn and Benjamin Graham, I'm C-Man. I'm C-Man. <laughs> I'm C-Man, and this is Derek. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can that be my new nickname? C-Man? C-Man. I'm C-Man. Oh my god. Okay. Let me try that again. For Joshua Khan and Benjamin Out. <laughs> Benjamin Alexander. <laughs> what? I've been adopted. What is happening? <laughs> Are you okay? No. <laughs> Clearly. She saw Skarsgård button. She has to go over I need time. <laughs> I'm C Man, and my son, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> For Joshua Khan and Benjamin Alex. No! no! What is happening to you? <laughs> Shut up and Ben's my son. <laughs> For Joshua Khan and Benjamin Graham. <laughs> I'm seeing That's all for now, listeners. Goodbye.